Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. 10, 9, 8, 7, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. 6, 5, 4, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. 3, 2, 1, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Welcome oh, to Ruined. Hello. I'm Hallie. I'm Allison. And this is a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for you. Allison, how you doing? I'm good. I think I have two things, two little things. Please, lay it on me. One, we need more access to garlic bread. Yes. Mm-hmm. Easier access. Yeah, it should be on 70% more menus than it is. Well, I mean, at least a diner. Any place where you're like, I'm hungover. Any like brunch, Ital- brunch any, garlic bread. If there is pasta on your menu, garlic uh-huh. bread needs to be an option. Uh-huh. I've been making it at home, which oh, again— I was going to say, I assumed. I assumed that's where you're going. Is like, oh, the, the genius you are would be like, I'm just going to be making it all the time. Because I'm like trying to find like new ways to eat like large amounts of vegetables and not be bored out of my goddamn Okay, mind. I was like, well, so far you've done a bad job. Because <laughs> and I'm like, so I ate a that. loaf of bread. <laughs> I guess it will take, yeah, it's like wheat is a plant, so like walking it yeah, back, you know? Yeah, that's basically a salad. Um, I So I've been doing this, like I, I just like cook a bunch of vegetables, like kale and zucchini and mushrooms and peppers and in Rayo's tomato sauce, which is- Oh, fuck. Like I would eat it with a spoon. But mm-hmm. that's all like pretty healthy. And then I just make like a little bit of garlic bread to go with it. And I'm like, that's like better than pasta. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I don't know. I'm like slathering the- bread with butter. Um, I think it's the volume, too. It's, like, how much of the bread. It's not a lot. It's just, like, a little, like, like chunk off of a, a semolina loaf. Yeah. Um, oh, semolina. Semoli- semolina, mm. I think, the number one garlic bread bread for me, from what I, from my home experiments. But it's so good, and I'm just, like, every time I've made it this week, I'm like, God, I wish there was more of this in the world for me. And I didn't have to do this at home. Uh-huh. I think I think you could. I mean, in New York, of all places, I absolutely think you could get this done. I, I just want, like, collectively, the restaurant industry to be putting more efforts into garlic bread. Yeah, I can. We, we can all be on board. So that was the one. I think you said you had two things. Two things. So also, the other thing is, like, I think we brought up TikTok before. Yes, we talked. Unfortunately, about I'm on it. It's just and it, it's ambient. You it's know. ruining my life. I like cannot go to sleep. Oh at my night. god! I need to download it again. You know, I downloaded I, it when it told me I was gay, or not because of that. I just was at the same time. Yeah, but I have I have to download it again because I, at work we're work we're doing so much TikTok stuff, and I I'm like I can't. It is I can't like, be, have the conversation helpful to because like I see other things or hear people talking about things, and I'm like. Oh, that's like from TikTok, and I'm like, I, that is important. Like, we work in the world of pop culture and media, and it is like kind of important to know. But I follow like maybe ten accounts, but one of them is Ruined, and Ruined very clearly is about horror movies. So, like, my for you page oh, is like, no, it is mostly cats <sighs> and fun facts and little recipes and like street style. But, like, one out of 25 is, like, the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just these, like, super eerie, like, lo-fi, like, videos where it's, like— Hell yeah. Look, and I'm just, like, this is my— And it's, like, that 
yeah. like spooky music. And I'm oh, like, I know. how do I get? But like, I, I might have to unfollow the podcast. <laughs> Listen, no, everyone would understand. No one would feel bad. And it is funny how no spooky music, there's no spooky music that has a beat. There's no spooky music you could yeah. dance to and have fun no. to. Like it's, it always oh, is like a little mesh. plinkety. But it, that's, <laughs> and that's a question for you. Do you find the monster mask genuinely scary, Allison? Be honest with us here. Working late at night? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Hanging out with somebody's son? I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Pretty um, scary, honestly, when you think about the narrative of that song. Um, yeah, but it is like, um, speaking of music, it has to be a little plinky, piano, a little children's scary choir. music is all like atonal and yeah. and kind of all over the place. So, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know, you've heard it. Heard Everything this. in a minor key. Um, <laughs> They're playing the hits. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my other thing, which is that, like, I want to continue to support the work that we do, even though we're not doing a lot on TikTok. But I might have to unfollow the podcast mm-hmm. because it is, like, affecting the algorithm. And it thinks that I this is something I that's want more really, of. really. And I, I do feel that because I'm, in fact, algorithm to your life. So you constantly have to hear about algorithms. I know. Which is not constantly have to hear about uh, horror movies, rather, which is funny as someone who doesn't watch them and doesn't like them. Yes. I I apologize for that. I don't My whole world is like seeing content related to horror movies at this point. And I'm like, well, I guess I opted in. So, yeah, exactly. It's kind of on me. How are you doing? Well, you know, I'm good. Um, It's, uh, we're recording this at 6 30 (laughs) a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So early. (laughs) So it's so early, but I'm actually feeling really good. I even put on eyeliner because I was like, I have to be awake. Yeah. Um, I've like recently, like, you know, the Twitter of it all, like we're recording this, like after mm. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, fired a bunch of, uh, laid off a bunch of people, fired a bunch of people, like sort of mayhem is happening. And I really, I, I loved this at the time and I, cause this was happening before I was out. And now of course, now that I'm out, I'm like obsessed with like how, um, Elon Musk used to date the musician Grimes. And yes. then I don't think that she broke up with him to date Chelsea Manning, famed whistleblower oh, and right. American That's hero. That's right. I but forgot that But they were dating. dating. Yeah, if they're they still dating, dating. I, maybe they are. I don't know. No idea. But I remember that they were. And I was like, I'm obsessed with that. Cause it's also like, how did they meet? What did they talk about? Like, how did they meet? And so I've really gone down like a Chelsea Manning rabbit hole. And it is really interesting. Like her, well, her whole life is fascinating. But what's really interesting is like she's currently on a book tour for, for her memoir. And I want to read it. And it's like you, you went from infamous, not went from, but like it's insane to both be like this whistleblower who was in prison, you know, like known for like the wiki leaks of it all. And now literally last week or two weeks ago, you're on Good Morning America talking about your book and talking about your life and, like, cybersecurity and, like, supporting trans people. And I was like, that, I love that. I yeah, love— that's a real— I don't know what you call that. It's not like it's, like, an underdog story. That seems—it's oversimplification, but, like, uh, it, to end up on Good Morning America. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Really took control of the narrative. And you know what? I, I think it's because on some level, I do think of Good Morning America as like, well, baby, you made it. Yeah. Uh, America think, accepts well, you. We're I want to go on Good Morning America. We're of yes. the age where that show, like, mattered in yes. a real way. Like, I remember growing up and that would be on TV when I was leaving for school or, like, in the summers, like, when my parents, like, when I'd be fucking around in the morning. Um, yeah. Because despite being um, an NBC entertainment house and uh, a CBS... Uh, weekend news program house. We were a Good Morning America ABC morning show house. Yeah, I think it's just like, it's almost like how, like being in People Magazine, where it's like, yeah, like there's so many other outlets. But it was like, that was it. You know, like to be in People Magazine, to have, like there were, 
and not it was not niche or bifurcated. Come on. Like, there's something about the the Good Morning America at all. So I'm going to read Chelsea Manning's memoir, and I will report back. Oh, um, please do. I'd be very and interested we can have to a book, hear about it. Yeah, a little bit of a book club. And other than that, man, it's just cold in L.A., and I know people say that it doesn't get—it's not obviously like New York, where it's like biting bitter cold. But it's but, like so ooh, dry cold. It's so dry. Yeah, everyone's lips are chapped. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I'm of an age where, like, my a lot of my friends have children— Everyone's getting hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh, yeah. Every kid that is alive is sick right now. It's gross. Yeah. And it's, so you feel bad. It's like, oh, obviously your your immune system is like is cycling through stuff that like yeah. you weren't exposed to for two years or minimally exposed to. Yeah. And yeah. now just everyone just is sick. Every so. kid. Yeah. Every uh, friend I have who's a parent has been like, I can't. My kid yeah. or kids like every two sick weeks? with yeah. a variety of different diseases. <laughs> like, and we also talked about how we'd love to start with a little bit of gossip and or like minimal gossip if we have any. Yeah. And this isn't real gossip, but I will say I do have friends here and we, you know, they're comedy people who they went to another comedian who we both knows um, children's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was like a vector of the hand, foot, and mouth disease yeah. where well, everyone who went there got it. That know? every children's birthday Absolutely. is, yes. you know, the breeding ground super mm-hmm. spreader event for a variety of very low-level infections and diseases. Exactly. And so that's not to judge them either. I just no, love course, that it's, but it's like, really I love funny when it's like I love like, ooh. Uh, everybody got sick after our party. Like, meow, meow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a little bit. If we that's have any fun. sort of minimal goss, we will share it with you. Yes. Um, you know, we, we need a little something. And I do think gossip is the lifeblood of the um, everything. human existence. Yeah, of it everything. Is. Um, so, um, let us begin. We are, of course, doing, um, screaming on streaming, specifically on Shudder this month. Shudder! And just as a way to sort of, yeah, like, again, like, give you guys, you know, a little something that you could watch if you wanted to. And I think the movie this week is actually something that even Allison herself could watch. I really disagree. And I, I understand that. And I do think by the end of it, you are correct. But we are doing, which is currently available on Shutter. We're going. We're doing 2022's Watcher, um, which is written and directed by Chloe Acuno. Um, she had a segment in VHS 94. Mm-hmm. Um, which one was hers? Let me look it up. She did the Storm Drain. <gasps> Radma! Radma! Oh my God! Is this is this Radma's mom? Oh my God! Hang on. Let me just. I you know I love that I again do no research, so I didn't know this. Let I me do see. feel like that one had like real like personal stakes and personality stuff going on that had the vibe yes. of a woman wrote this. I mean, you know, look. I mean, to, uh, gender is a construct, but we are constructing it in such a way that we're going to give her that credit. Yes. And um, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. This was her. So, uh, Ratma's mother, Mother Ratma, um, Chloe Akuno. this is her first feature and premiered at Sundance. It fucking bangs. So, I, I shout out to Chloe Akuno, and Amazing. we will absolutely do any other films that Please. she does in the future because this was a real good. And, wow, I mean, the and Ratma, anything for I'm Ratma. so glad. I'm so glad Ratma, and that's what we always say, anything, anything for, Ratma. for Ratma. All hail Ratma. All hail um, Ratma. Um, so shout out to Chloe and, um, the movie is more of a psychological thriller and that's Mm -hmm. the reason I was like, oh, well, I think Allison could potentially watch it, but I see how there, it's not Ratma-esque, but there are moments of true, I genuinely like jumped, 
I was terrified. And then there's you know what I mean, just some images that I think would linger, even being a psychological thriller, thriller. And what I like so much about this movie is this is every movie. This is every thriller. Like a beautiful woman is in a new strange city yeah. And there's a man, or is there? Is she simply going mad? Yes. I love that shit. Yes, questioning reality, always yes. the scariest thing I can imagine. <laughs> and um, right, and and it's like you know to to not be believed, you mm-hmm. know, either the the female that is I do think part of the female the experience. experience. Um, it's like I think some guys looking at me, and people are like, "Shut up," you know. And it's like um, also odds are some guy is looking at you, and no one's gonna believe it. Yeah, and I think that it sort of, like, plays with that as well, which we'll discuss. But um, we always like to ha- have Allison watch the trailer. So, Allison, what did you think about the trailer of Watcher? I see what you mean of, like, there's a chance I could watch it, just because, like, I do think that this is, like, it doesn't have, like, the intense violence, or not that mm-hmm. that's even, like, the problem I have. But, like, it is, like, it's so quiet, the trailer, at least. Like, it's just, like, quiet-looking, and I don't like that. Okay. A lot of quiet-looking, and, like... Because it's filled with dread? You're like, yeah. there's too much looking? I need to just have whatever's going to happen. It's gonna yeah, happen. it's like that... Te- okay. They're really, at least in the trailer, like, that tension is so thick, and, like, that the scene where he shows up behind her in the movie theater, I was like, I don't know if yes. I can finish this trailer. <laughs> Yes. I'm glad it's super early, so I have lots of hours to, like, cleanse my brain of this before I go to bed. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, and we also we always like to take a baseline scary. So, Allison, how scary do you find the concept of watching and being watched? Okay. So, both. <laughs> both. Like, I watched all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and there is an inherent, if we're if we're not being watched, you know, if we're watching, we're also being watched. Yes. You know, that's, yes. again— I mean. It's very scary. I do think that, like, living in cities, you adjust to it a little bit. Okay, yes. Interesting point. Like, they're, like, both the walk, like, I live, like, you know, facing a lot of other buildings. Like, like there's just a lot of apartments yes. that, like, if I wanted to try hard, we all see into each other's places. And, like, no one's doing that. Um, yeah. But, like, you are comfortable with the, like, you have adjusted to the idea that, like, that someone could see in here and, I could close the blinds and, like, it's just, it's a little more part of what life in a city is like because there's just so many people around. And then when there's no people around, you're very aware that there's no people around. Um, Yeah. yeah. But still terrifying. Terrifying. Um, I, uh, there, uh, in L.A., there is a common building structure that you do not see in New York. And it makes sense because, like, a lot, it's warmer, there's better weather, so you mm. could have pools. So, like, a lot of apartment mm. buildings have pools yes. and little courtyards that are Hotel open style. because... Yeah, exactly. It's not like, you don't have to deal with the drainage issues, like the constant rain yeah. in New York or, like, a bunch of other cities or snow. And But as a result, like, you have these apartments and um, ex, uh, ex-boyfriend of the pod, Dave, and I lived in a building like this where our front window of our living room looked out into the courtyard. So we're essentially looking into the the middle of the building into a bunch of windows. And I never, in New York, you just don't have that, you know, for the most part. Yeah, not not quite, not in the same way. Yeah, not in the same way. Like, obviously, you could see across, like, an alley or, like, the street, and you could see people, you know, I've seen people do all sorts of stuff, you know, that... And people are like, whatever, you just watch me do it. And it doesn't, it does not, not normalize, but it's like, it, it does, um... I don't mean normalize like if there's anything wrong with what they're doing. No, no, mean, no, I know what you, yeah. Yeah, like in the, in the growing up in the country, there's nobody around. So there was never a question. 
And this movie, there was a certain stretch of time where I did think everyone has got to get fucking curtains or blinds or something. People are just raw-dogging these giant picture windows, which is, I think, kind of an L.A. thing. Mm -hmm. In New York, I feel like people had curtains. People were a little more mindful. Yeah. You walk, drive past, like, full houses with just no curtains. Yeah. And I I don't know what that is. I think that's very strange. Couldn't be me. What if you want to walk around naked? I don't know. Then you just, uh, Allison. Everybody's an exhibitionist in LA, though. Um, that's true. Yeah, you want everyone to see your little hot bod. Everybody move there for attention and plastic surgery. Um, right. And we're getting it. Yes. Both the, both the attention and the plastic surgery. <laughs> if you were to get plastic surgery, what do you think you would get done? I know this is a side note, but like, I'm just, I have been thinking about this. Yeah, I think um, I would probably just like lipo the underside of my arms. It feels like something mm-hmm. that is okay. uh, both like, oh, that would be nice, but also not near my head. I don't want to touch okay. my head. Fair um, enough. And I also feel like it's not, I don't, it, like the recovery is probably, I, I know some people who have done it and they were like, yeah, oh, it's okay. like not that bad. Um, um, okay. Yes. I'm not rushing I, off to do that, but I think like in the scheme, because like, I don't this, know. This is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. I want to be clear. I don't know what else, like being somebody who's like had a million surgeries. I'm like, I don't know if I want to sign up for like what a tummy right. tuck or a tit job is. You know, like that. It's just like the recovery is pretty brutal. Yeah, and I've absolutely. already done a lot of that. Right, exactly. Right. It's like, do you want to go through that? It's like before you had to go through surgery. Oh, I would like on my chin if I was doing anything. That's what I'm saying. I would like on my chin. And I think about it a lot. And I've considered it and looked into it. And then I saw a plastic surgeon who was like, don't do Kybella. And I was like, well, I was considering that, but I'm not going to. I want to say Kybella. Well, I I don't know the brand, but like those kind, there's certain kind of surgery that, or like what they do where like, I don't even think they're doing that anymore. Like, because they're like. They still do do Kybella. The problem is it's like, it's like the immediate is really good. And then it kind of like returns a little. Like, it's like, it's like, it doesn't last in a real way. And she was like, just lipo your chin. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely. And I feel like as women of a certain age uh, and men too, it's like, oh, the, uh, you see people's age in their neck first. Yes. And then forever. So it's like, even when you see people who have had a ton of work done, it's like the you, the neck remains, the you know? The neck remains. And it just, it's, it's unfortunately, it's like, ah, we're, we're entering another phase of our lives where I'm just, con- I am, Nora Ephron said it best, I feel bad about my neck. Yes. And I'm also, so I'm going to read, I'm saying it now on the pod so I remember, I'm going to read Chelsea Manning's memoir. Oh, yeah. And then I'm also going to read Nora Ephron's. Oh, it's um, good. I feel bad about my neck. Oh, okay, good. Then we can have like a little book club. Yeah. I know this isn't yours. horror, but like, my God, we need to, you know what I mean? We there Body horror of... That's true. And it's true. And I suppose Chelsea Manning has had some horrible things happen to her in her life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the horror horror of being a woman, I suppose, will be the theme of our book club. That's fun. That's fun. Um, I don't know why I'm taking notes. Like, I'll just listen to this later. Yeah, why are you taking notes? That's not our our vibe at all at this podcast. Note to self, do that thing that you talked about right now. Um, So knowing what you know, Allison, from the trailer and from your limited exposure to the concept of being watched... Mm What do you think? Do you, would you like to guess the twist yes. in Watcher? Guess the twist. I'm going to guess that the man who has been watching her ends up somehow being her partner. Ooh, the, I like the, that. the man who we see with her early on. Yeah, I like that Seems a lot. Seems unlikely, and, but it's a guess. <laughs> no, no, I think there is something innately perverse of like— you have this normal relationship with someone and then you also find out that they are like, look at you like a, like a pet or like a, a captive, like some sort of like, yeah. to, but it to have like that revealed to you. She's so often alone when this like watching mm-hmm. is happening. So it's like, well, where's he? What's he up to? Yeah. 
Um, I, I that's an excellent fucking guess though. Um, so let us begin ruining Watcher. So we open on Julia, our protagonist, who is fabulous in this movie. Let me look at what I, I've already, I've literally Googled the panopticon to talk about, and I didn't even bring it up, to talk about the um, the, the format of the apartment The panopticon is a great uh, thing to bring up in discussing uh, this kind of watching. Yeah, and I think it's like, um, yeah, and I guess the panopticon itself was, uh, was an actual design for a prison, and yes. then Foucault sort of used it. It's like, ah, yes, the, a, the panopticon of the society. Construct. Yeah. And that is, and it does play into what the movie is about. It's like, how do you know, if you know you're being watched, how do you, you can't intuit what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, and especially as a woman, and that's a lot of what this movie is about, is like, as a woman, it's like, that's the problem. The problem is most people are just like, ah, beautiful woman. And then sometimes they're like, ah, beautiful woman. I want to behead her. I'm, I'm going to fucking take her head and put it in a fucking bag. You know what I mean? Um, anywho, um, Micah, I think Micah Monroe plays. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm so sorry. This is 630. I should have done my research. Micah Monroe, I'm like, what an amazing actress. What is she else she been in? Allison, I'm so fucking stupid. She's the lead actress in It Follows. Fabulous. So, of course, she's fucking great. That's an incredible film. Of course, you, if you listen to the pod, I presumably you've, you've seen it or we, we, you know we've talked about it. An excellent movie. And, yeah, absolute. She's great in this. And it's so much of her, like, being terrified in, like, a fabulous, like, mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock blonde way. Yes, like, her just, yes, like, looking yes. at a, a beautiful window with the snow, you know. Um, so it's Julia. She's in the window of, her, of the backseat of a cab with her, um, I assumed, boyfriend, but— romantic partner, Francis, mm-hmm. um, who is speaking Romanian to the cab driver. So they are in Bucharest, which looks gorgeous. Like, oh, yeah. I have not traveled anywhere recently, and I'm like, oh, like to I be know. in a cafe. Um, so they're, he, so he is, Francis is, um, can speak Romanian, and he just got a huge promotion and re, was relocated to Bucharest, and Julia is also relocating. And the cab driver looks at Julia and says, oh, you don't speak Romanian. She doesn't. And he says something to Francis, who sort of chides him, like, okay, easy. And Julia said, well, what did he say? <clears throat> Francis says, jokingly, oh, he said he hates you. But, of course, the cab driver's like, no, I said you were beautiful. And it's like, ah, yeah, to be young and in love. Both of those kind of suck. <laughs> and I think this is like, there's a lot of moments where they really, uh, uh, they do an excellent job of, like, seeding that. So not only is she moving to a new place, she doesn't speak the language. Yeah. So people are constantly, including her husband, talking around her, like, occasionally about her in a way that, and she even calls at a certain point, like, it's, it makes me feel like a child. Like, she keeps having to be like, what are we talking about? What yeah. did you say? Ugh, it's the worst feeling. Yeah, and again, like, isolating, isolating, feeling like you can't connect to people because you genuinely can't. And most people, like, in many places in the world, uh, due to <laughs> the colonialist project that is America, like, speak English. So it's like a lot of people right. are like, don't bother, you don't have to speak Romanian. It's like, yeah, but she wants to. She wants right. to be able to connect to people and make friends and, like, you know, have a full life there. Unfortunately, she'll be doing it. While being watched. Oh no! And he tells her, "Oh yeah, you're you're formos, formosa. I believe is the word that they use for beautiful. Fuerte formosa, very beautiful." And sometimes they translate it, and then like the subtitles, and sometimes it just says speaking Romanian. And I, at first, it annoyed me, and I'm like, just translate. But I'm like, oh no, that we're experiencing it from her perspective. Yeah, she doesn't. She's picking up because like you know, you, if you say goodbye, you know what it, people are saying. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, oh right, she we're isolated the way she does. Again, Chloe Okuda, a great uh, director. I'm really excited to see like what she does next. So they arrive, and he's like got 
they eventually say he's in sales, but for a while I'm like, he must be an architect. Big fucking beautiful apartment. Gorgeous, floor-to-ceiling windows. It's already furnished by his new employers. And it's like, oh, right, like, this is, things are happening. We had, yes, we had to move to Bucharest, but who knows like where that'll lead. Apartment. Yeah, and, like, your, your gorgeous partner. And, like, as soon as they get there, Fortune Allison, they're bringing the luggage in. It's the middle of the night. The landlady lets them in, and she's, like, uh, you know, she clearly lives in the building and, like, doesn't speak any English, but is, like, very, like, oh, come in. It's so nice to meet you. As soon as they get in there, Francis is bringing in the bags. Julia looks up at the building immediately across, and to see a man sitting, staring out his window, peering through. He is like sheer curtains. Uh, sheer, yeah, yeah, Down on. Allison, he's getting his watch on, okay? He's watching her. Women be shopping. Watchers be watching. This motherfucker's going to be watching her the whole fucking movie from here on out. There's no point in time where she does not look and he's not watching, which is terrifying. So, you know, but of course, like, again, we're young and we're in love. And so we have to set up, like, things are going well before they absolutely goes to shit. And so when they leave, like, Francis, like, picks up Julia and they, like, like make love on the couch. And, like, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's it's all happening. Elsa, they don't have fucking curtains. So they're literally having sex. So then we see the shot from outside the yeah. window of, of what the Hot. watcher's watching. <laughs> and it's like, well, if I wasn't watching before, I'm, I'm watching, watching now. <laughs> oh, oh, and who wouldn't, you know? <laughs> Um, you know, it's like, I wrote like, you think, I think the watcher would really appreciate this. He loves to watch so goddamn much. At least it's like something's happening. There's a show. Yeah. And uh, later that night, Julia's like, can't sleep because there's no fucking curtain. So there's like ambient city light on, you know? Yeah. Francis is, is asleep. It's like the rain's coming down. It is like very romantic. And it's shot in that like gorgeous Hitchcock way. Like it is like, you know, like every outfit is like a little bit of a look. Even when she looks disheveled, oh, it's yeah. like glamorous. Gorgeous. She's like a gold chain. So she. So she so she gets up and goes to the window. It's hours fucking later. This motherfucker is still sitting there, staring at the window. So we're not even waiting. We're getting right into the watching. I like that. I'm glad that we're just in. Yeah. If from, the, from the first night they walk in, she said, somebody's looking here. But Francis wakes up. He's like, oh, come back to bed. And they, like, snuggle. And she's like, would you just tell me when you— wake me up when you go to work. I want to, like, see you in the morning. He doesn't. She wakes up late, and he's texted her, like, a photo of herself sleeping. He's like, I couldn't do it. You were so cute. But now she's alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's listening to audio lessons in Romanian. And her plan is to um, learn Romanian on the sly and then just suddenly casually throw something out in conversation, sure. which is very fun. Suddenly, from next door, the immediate apartment in her building, she hears a woman scream. But then when Not she great. turns down the lesson, the woman starts laughing. So clearly, she's either fucking or, like, just, had, like, goofing off. goofy, yeah. She's watching, okay. you know. And, uh, right, you know, when you scream and laugh, you just watch the Looney Tunes, you know, something real <laughs> funny like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm sorry. He got crushed by an anvil. I thought he died. Oh, my God. <laughs> he ran right into, I thought it was a, 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 a train. Tunnel, but, but it's actually uh, just a wall of, br- uh, of, of rock. Thank God. I mean, he could have been killed. His head would be crushed. <laughs> Um, so be, and then there's also a phenomenon on TikTok where it's like, oh, uh, like being a, um, like stay at home girlfriend. Oh yes. And so I'm not saying that's what Julia's doing. I'm saying we do not talk about her. She doesn't have a job, but she I also mean, doesn't seem to have a lot of interests. That being said, go ahead. Yeah. Like I, like if I were uprooted from America, moved to a country, mm-hmm. uh, that mostly speaks a language that I don't know, I guess a right. big part of my life would be learning that language. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But like, I would fuck around with, like, 
reading, cooking, like the stuff yes. that I do, whatever. But like, I I couldn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> so I no, understand I, that she's not yeah. working, but I also am like, I could fill a day. Absolutely. And she does. And it's like, again, like it's her like in like a camel colored coat oh, and like God, walking on like the, the streets. It's like gorgeous. And then at one point she's wearing like a fabulous red sweater and it's, it's a serve. Like, it's like, she's like, yeah. I'm, I'm alone and no one knows me. I'm going to be serving as she like goes to the museum. And in one night, th- th- that night she goes to bed, wakes up again. The man is still watching from the window. And it's like, well, no wonder she's dressing up. If someone's watching, you got to give a little something to look at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Turn it on. Um, but she does have like little moments. Like she buys like a little vampire figurine for Francis at a kiosk and, she goes to another sure. museum and they um she gets yelled at for taking photos of the art, but she's like, I'm sorry you could do that in America. I didn't know that was a thing, you know? Yeah. Allison, that day, when she gets back to her apartment, the door is open and someone is standing in the dark in her apartment. It's okay, it's the landlady. She just let herself in. Oh, but she's just chilling in the dark? In the dark. Oh, you know when you stand in the dark um, with the handyman who's fixing the light? Yes. It's so ominous, but of course it's like, oh, Oh, fine. And that's also like, if, you're, if your landlord let themselves in, or landlady let yourself, it would be like, oh, I'm going to call some sort of yeah, city this, this council. Like, fuck go. this. Yeah. Yeah, you have to tell us, you know. But again, it's a different country, so different rules. And that night, um, Julia's waiting for Francis. Again, a date night. She's wearing like this dark red dress, like heels, like done up, turning a fucking look. The snow starts to fall outside. And she's like, well, I'm going to go see if that guy's fucking watching me. So she shuts off the living room light. And he's in the he's watching her. He's in the exact same place as before. And it's like, well, he's a watcher. That's his thing. What are you like, watching? Like, how do we know? Like, do we know that it's a person? Like, I like no. I, yes, good point. This is a it's behind a sheer curtain. It is just a shape of what appears to be a man's head okay. staring. These these like, are it's excellent not just like points a bust. making. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this guy loves watching. Like, just when you think he's done watching, he's going to watch twice as hard. That's wow. all he does is watch. Watching so much. And just then, Francis arrives home. He turns on the overhead light. He's like, what you doing? You just standing in the dark? Okay, hope you're doing okay. And, of course, Allison, I wrote down horror movie rule 1,500 billion. Tell your fucking partner about the watcher. Yes. If you've already seen there's a watcher, hey, I'm, there's a watcher here. Yeah. Can we, we take- get— some shades. Yeah. But she doesn't. I mean, again, I'm probably being crazy. So he gets her coat and they're headed out to dinner, a night in the town, date night. <clears throat> and he gives her a white flower called a cochil. And he says this symbolizes spring. And it's like winter. And again, it's all very Hitchcock. Like, it's all very beautifully done. And like, Gorgeous. you know, unfortunately, as soon as they walk outside, they see there's an ambulance and a bunch of cop carts parked across or the street. So in front of the building where the watcher, where the watcher is. Chills. Okay. Yeah. And she sees a man sitting in the back of an ambulance and he kind of looks up at her. And like, again, she has not seen the watcher clearly, but it's like a white man with dark hair and short, like short dark hair. Mm-hmm. We've seen that much. But other than that, so it's like, that's everyone in Romania. Like that's not, you know, like everyone yeah. she sees. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's like, oh, it bears a resemblance, but she, you know, she kind of startled, but also it could be anybody. anybody. And all the, and all these rubberneckers are gathering, but no one knows what happened. So the pair just goes to dinner. The next day, Francis comes home early. Julia's watching like soccer to learn the language. And right when he walks in, the news starts. And apparently it's a story about the murder next door. A murder most foul. As opposed to those regular, very like cool, chill murders that happen. And Julia can't still can't speak Romanian. So Francis is translating the news. Apparently, a woman was murdered. 
And the man we saw in the ambulance found the body. Allison, the woman was watched to death. No, I'm kidding. They don't say how she died. Okay. But I think the implication is, was somebody maybe watching her? They definitely watched her die. That's for sure. Yeah. And I'll be honest, it's been a minute since I've said this, but you hate to see it. You hate, hate to see that the, there's a creepy guy it. in the building and then somebody, a woman and in that building got killed. someone's dead. Yeah. It's not great. And and meanwhile, Francis is going to fall in the trap of, of bad horror spouses when he's like, oh, God, my, my boss, I, I got to get this big promotion to work. I gotta, I'm going on this big trip. I, I got to yeah. impress him. So he's having <clears throat> a trip. Sort of his, exactly. Yeah, so he's going to have to, like, go out of town, you know. So uh, he's basically having his counterpart, Nikolai, and Nikolai's wife, unnamed wife, over for dinner at 7. So Julia is, I'm assuming they cooked it together. We don't know. Finally, you know, he notices Julia's upset after the news story. He's like, oh, what's wrong? And she says, finally, there's a guy always looking in in here. He's always staring in here. And Francis says, as a horror spouse that seals your fate, staring in here how? Uh, 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 How many ways are there? Yeah. Who cares? his eyes, dumbass. Like, what are you talking about? I'm kidding. Francis is a good guy. and He does some good stuff. But he will, of course, be like, oh, so somebody's looking in your window all night, every day. What's the big deal? It's like, yes, that's uh, That's a huge Even as you say it, yeah, that's a huge fucking problem. Uh, Also, they still don't have curtains. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's pull this together. Yes. This whole movie would not have happened if they'd had curtains on the first night. Something to take It's a great lesson. Of course, Francis says, well, point the window out to me. Of course, it's day. So when she points, he can't see it because, you know, like there's a, yeah. And she's like, forget about it. It's not a big deal. They host Nikolai and his date, nameless wife. And they keep talking in Romanian and excluding Julia. So it's like this very like, what what are you guys talking about? You know, and they can speak English. But they're like, oh, sorry, we just keep lapsing in Romania, which we're all fluent in except for you, you know. It's rude. And this is when I realized that Francis and Julia are married. Okay. So, and that's not me. That was heterosexist. I was like, oh, I need to see a ring before we move to Bucharest. People do whatever they want, yes. you know, but they are married. And then we find out that Francis works in sales and his boss, uh, Simeon, is like the one he's trying. So he and Nikolai are trying to impress Simeon and so that they get like better um, clients. So right now, Francis is on Tasty Cakes and Office Supplies Marketed Towards Women. Okay. And they're laughing, and Nikolai goes to light up a cigarette, which because they are like everyone smokes inside. Yeah, and um, and Francis, which like, hey, it was so recent that recently that like when I was in college, you could smoke in bars, you know. And so Francis like, oh, please don't. Um, Julia quit a few months ago. Also, it'll make the apartment smell like shit. Like it's a beautiful apartment with like a white couch. What are you doing? But you know, he doesn't say that part. But Julia says, no, no, it's totally fine. And then they start talking about the murder most foul. Do I need to leave so the grown-ups can talk? They're saying the woman had her head cut off. You didn't tell me that. They didn't say anything about that. You hate to hear it. You hate to hear that. And then he adds, "What the only thing worse than saying hearing she was decapitated is the phrase, it's probably related to the other attacks. The other attacks, Nikolai. What other attacks? The month a month ago, they found a woman with her throat slit, also in her own apartment. So these women are being killed in her own apartment, and they're calling the killer the spider. And they don't really explain it, but I think the implication is like, how is he getting in their apartments? Or like, he's so quiet and insidious, he's able to get in these women's apartments and kill them. Like so that. a month ago, a woman with her throat slit. This woman, her throat slit so badly, she is essentially decapitated. 
then everyone's just like chatting in Romania and Julia's like taken aback because she's like, well, is that that fucking guy who stares in here? Like, what do I? And so she's literally yeah, taking the dishes. Guess. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's see. I know three, four people here. One, one of whom is my husband. And one's a watcher. Right. What is a, what, I, what we would all characterize as a watcher. I think it's him. So they're all chatting and she just like picks up the plates and goes in and starts like cleaning up while they're like, they don't help at all. And I think a lot of this movie is about like, as a woman, what are you supposed to be doing with your days? Which I'm very deep into like thinking about my life in that way. So sure. it's like, yeah, like it's just like, oh, a woman, you you get up and you clean and you cook the food and now you're going to clean up after the food. And that's simply your, what you do, you know, and she sort of steps out in the hall to throw out the trash and we see this like glamorous um, woman with like short dark hair kissing this man goodbye. And the woman looks up to see Julia and says, oh, can you hear me? And Julia said, oh yeah, your English is amazing. But the woman said, no, no, can you hear me through the wall? She was the woman who we heard screaming and laughing, watching Looney Tunes, presumably, um, in her apartment right next to them. And she introduced herself and she's immediately like warm and friendly. So of course Julia's like, I can have a friend. You know, like, okay, great. Yeah, thank God. You know, and her name is um, Irina. And she said, if I'm ever too loud, just bang on the wall because their bedrooms are next to each other. Just bang on the wall and I'll quiet down. And I think it's like the implication because she's fucking all the time. You know, she's got a Good busy social life. Her. Um, the next day, Julia goes uh, to a coffee shop. Again, looks fabulous. And on the way there, she sees a newspaper with the name of the murdered woman, Anna Elbescu, age 28. And so she goes, takes her laptop, and she's Googling. And they, the police now believe there are four related attacks, <sighs> including w- one with a living survivor. And we see her interview, and she has, like, a blurred-out face. But she's talking about, basically, what happened was, she's in her own fucking apartment. She woke are up in the Are they all in the same area? Um, I mean, they're all in Bucharest. Okay. The, it, I, it doesn't say, but that's no a good point. Clue like, how it's big the that same neighborhood. <laughs> right. I guess it's, like, in New York. So, like, yeah. is it, I assumed it was like all, all over the city. But these are really, yeah. Let's say it's all in Manhattan, right? So it's all it's a Manhattan's sure. worth of um, uh, serial de- decapitations. Yeah. Um, so this woman says she woke up in the middle of the night to find a man standing over her. He put a pillowcase over her head and started to slit her throat, but he stopped. Allison, he stopped, sat down next to her, and then watched her for hours before leaving. This motherfucker loves to watch. It's his thing. He's a watcher. And the woman says in the interview, I think that he'd been following me. I think he'd been watching me beforehand. <laughs> it's the watcher. I we mean, know it's the watcher. Obviously, he's been doing a lot of watching. Like The titular. Seen- exactly. That's what he does. Right. He was going to kill her. He's like, actually, you know what I want to be doing is watching. So he just sits down and he watches. <laughs> it's the titular line. Yes. Every line is, about, is a titular line and watcher. So not waiting to go home, Julia buys a ticket for like a revival house that's playing charade with Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn, which is not a movie I've seen. No. Um, but basically, it's kind of like the beginning is a little similar. We're like a married couple. They're on holiday in the French Alps. And the woman descri- decides, I'm going to divorce my husband. Our relationship is over. And she meets like a charming American man. So when she, when she goes back, she and her husband split up. When she goes back home to their apartment to pack up, all of their stuff is gone, and it, uh, the police are like, "Oh, your husband sold off all your sold off all your belongings, and then was murdered." And obviously, it's then it goes from there. So it is this like same intrigue in, yes. a, in a foreign city, like what really happened, you know? So, which I'm like, I would see that in the middle of the day if I didn't if I didn't have to work. That sounds fun. Yeah, why not? and there's a. There's like a couple other, there's like a couple making out in the back. There's like a woman there alone, like eating chicken in the middle of the day. And then a man, a single man sitting in the back. 
So Julia sits down. She's watching the man's—not that man, but a man. We don't know if it's the man we saw or a different man. But a, a man. man. A man. Enters the row behind Julia and sits directly behind her. And he's able to—she's able to look, and she sees she has, he has brown lace-up shoes, but she's too afraid to turn and look at his face. I also Which, would in be. that case— you have to turn and look at his face. And and that's yeah. no judgment if you can't. I mean, that's fucking terrifying. But, like, do yourself a solid. Give it a little look-see. Give and then look. you'll be able to um, Point re- him out in a lineup it. when you inevitably need to. Get decapitated. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they hold your head up and you point him out. Um, but she could, she could hear him, like, leaning in and breathing. Yes, that so scene she's, is chilling. So wisely, she's like, fuck this. I paid for a ticket, but that's not worth this. And nope. she leaves to go buy cigarettes. And, um, but in the, she almost buys them, but then she sees like in Europe, they have the, like, the, this will kill you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like your lungs will rot and stuff. Some, it's like, you know. I know, which is effective. Cause I think yeah. she's like, oh no, I'm good. You know, that was stressful, but I'm still gonna, still gonna stick to it. So I'm going to buy some fresh fruit. And so she's buying some fruit. She looks up and the movie, again, it's like artfully calling into the question, like, she's a beautiful woman. We've established like, you know, Fuerte, Formosa. Like, yeah. she's a stunning woman. People are looking at her. And again, she's turning a look. She looks gorgeous. Right. She's great it's clothes. Like she's also dressing the part. So if when a man looks at her, how is she to interpret the look? Is it desire? Is it evil? Mm-hmm. Is it both? Well, you don't know. And that is sort of, as a woman, it's mostly not anything bad. But the problem is that occasionally it's bad. And when you don't bad, know which one it's going to be. Really bad. When it's bad, it's bad, baby. So, you know, I I appreciate, like, I just think that, again, it was, like, the direction is really well done. Like, how looking at it and being looked, you know. Um, and it kind of reminded me of um, Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Like, how it's shot in such a way that, like, you were, she's very aware of, like, how men are looking at her, mm-hmm. like, as a woman, as a much smaller person. Yes. And I also kept thinking of the Hannibal Lecter. Like, he has a line where he's like, don't your eyes travel over the things that you want? Wait, what is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, don't you feel eyes moving over your body, Clarice? And don't your eyes seek out the things you want? And that's what I kept thinking. It's like, yes. it's all about, it is all about watching, you know? Yes, it's all about um, watching. So this man is looking at we her. She looks down. We see every day. <laughs> and, and don't we? And don't we? I know I do. Um, and in that way, we are all Buffalo Bill. Um, and, um, so she looks down and she sees this man has brown lace-up shoes, just like the man in the theater. So she's like, great, this motherfucker followed me in here. And we see her duck around an aisle to sort of like get away from him only to turn and he's staring right at her. Mm -hmm. And she ends up running into a jar of pickles, explodes everywhere. And it's like, oh, this is what the watcher wants is that you look like the crazy one, you know? And he sort of, she sort of darts into the back of the grocery store. And you know that door, the grocery store, where it's like a swinging door with like a little round window? Yes. Very familiar. I love that. Yeah, what is that? There should be a name for that. If it's like that there little window. There should be a name for that. That, that, little, that little window. And you're like, what's, I, when I was little, I was like, is Why? that where they're like chopping up the cows and chickens? Like, I, like it, we, I still don't know the answer to that. in one of the stores near us, like that door and window was like in the refrigerated meat and poultry section. Yeah, so, so I think you are right. Like that's, but it's like, that's not what's happening back there. Well, sure, they're not live, but I'm sure they are, like, you know, putting together, assembling meats, I guess. slicing cheeses, probably. Happens? I don't know. If you work at a grocery store, please let us know what happens behind the tiny porthole window yes. door. <laughs> We're very Please curious. reveal to us your secrets. Um, <laughs> so she sort of jars there and she's looking through. Of course, this motherfucker comes over and he really creepily steps on the pickle glass. Like, it's like, it he, he was oh, intentional. Man. Like, he smashes the glass and then you just see him slowly turn to look through the window and just then, a guy who works at the grocery store is like, hey, you can't be back here. Right. This is portal And she's door. like, oh, are you, is there a back door? And he's like, yeah. And she runs out. At dinner. Also, like, tell that guy, like, hey, I yes. think someone's following me. Exactly. And I feel unsafe. 
Like, yeah. Someone should respond to that pretty well. I agree. But again, it's like, I, I think in the moment, you feel it's like, like an outsider like, in this country too. And yeah. I, I, and it's like how to explain. And then she's like, I just got to get the fuck out of here. But so that night, Francis goes home, they're eating dinner. And she tells him, I think I was followed from the movie theater, the grocery store. And he says, followed you. Did you follow you here? It's like, well, I don't. I, that's Sir. even worse. I hadn't thought about that, you know? And, but she doesn't think so. Francis is like, are you okay? She's clearly not. And he says, if he ever tries to come here, you have your big, strong man to protect you. It's like, oh, that's decapitation talk. Have I ever heard it, Francis? Um, And he kisses her, and Julia sort of jerks away, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't didn't mean to do that. I'm just, like, so on edge. And he's like, here's what we're going to do. Let's go back to the supermarket and see if they can get the security tapes, and we're going to fucking get a picture of this guy and talk to the police. So Francis is doing, like, we're going to take substantive steps to identify this motherfucker, right? And they go down there, and the grocery store guy's like, oh, yeah, I thought you were, like, stealing something or on drugs or acting crazy. And she's like, no, it's being stalked by a watcher. And he plays in the tape, and they're able to get, like, a shot of the guy. But then Francis, he's doing so well, he goes, look, maybe he was staring at you, but maybe he was staring at the woman who was staring at him. It's like, oh, thanks. That's helpful, Francis. victim blaming. Come on, yeah. But she does have a, she took a photo of the security tape, so at least she has a photo of the guy, yes. you know, for reference. So we've um, seen his face. Or we yeah, have so not. we have his face. It, yeah. yeah, he's sort of like a, um, sort of an older uh, um, Eddie Redmayne, like a very, like, okay. high cheekbones, white yes. man, like, sure, sure. you know, like, uh, short brown hair, you know, piercing gaze, you know. A, wa- a watcher. Like, when you think of a watcher, that's what he looks like. Um, and yeah. so— the next day, of course, Francis has to do a late dinner with clients, so Julia will be on her own all night. And he also alludes to, like, oh, I might have to take a trip to Sophia. It's between me and Nikolai, so he might not be after, out of town, you know. And again, Julia's like, I'm not saying you have to work, obviously. I don't think anyone, like, if you don't have to work, good on you, Great. you know. But because she doesn't work, she doesn't really have a built-in way to meet people. yeah. So what she's doing is just um, sitting for hours staring out the window at the watcher. And so it's just like, oh, if she had, like, a book club, you right. know, like, or volunteering, anything. something yeah. like that. Yeah, being a, a docent. Somewhere. Exactly, yeah. Doing anything. <laughs> Literally anything with anyone. <laughs> um, and she calls Francis, be like, when are you going to be, you know, home? But, he, of course, he's out wooing clients. And I don't know what I don't know what sales are, but that makes sense to me. Sure. And finally, Allison, they you see a shot of the apartment. They finally have curtains, big, beautiful numbers. Oh, Florida ceiling, gorgeous. And she peers in to look to see if she can be see the watcher. It's probably like ten or eleven p.m. Only to hear someone knocking on her door. Allison, at this point in the movie, what would you do? What would you do? I'm calling whatever the Romanian 911 is mm-hmm. just to get just a trail of information going in case this goes awry. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like that is my attitude towards the police. Eh, I think reasonably where it's like, I don't think you're going to be able to do anything or want to do yeah, anything. Yeah, you can't but stop I, this, but I at least want a paper trail. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, like, when I'm murdered, you can be like, oh, you know what, we probably should have um, realized yeah. that, you know, for the next time, for the next woman, um, hopefully won't get decapitated. Um, what is 911 in Romania? 112. So what if you're in Romania, dial 112. Okay, that's based, just again, good to know. Um, this is from the U.S. Embassy in Romania. I think I would not answer Okay. I would not, I think I would stay perfectly still. Yeah. In the dark. 
Yeah, 100%. I would pretend I'm not there. I've done it a million times living in New York and LA. Oh, yeah, so I've never. Knocking on my door? Always <laughs> nope, I will freeze and I will be quiet until you go away. Um, and it's always like somebody, it's like a delivery person. Right, I'm like, like, please. All right, if it's somebody who needs to like leave something for you, like they will come back. If it is your landlady, she'll come in. <laughs> like After, I'm going to say 6 p.m., Unless there's a fire or something, or like I understand that, like if you're distressed, like obviously yeah. knock away. After that, you got it. You don't get to knock on my door expecting Keep my presence. Keep it moving, yeah. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series on Disney Plus. Experience the full Taylor Swift the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... The charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. So she, of course, doesn't do that. Else she just slowly walks the door. And we realize it's not someone knocking specifically on her door. It's someone knocking on all the various doors until it gets to hers. And then it's just hammering and hammering. She goes to the door and she looks at the people. And luckily, it's not the watcher. Okay. It is a frantic older woman who we um, okay. find out is looking for her cat. Her name is Eleonora, the, oh no, the woman. And her cat, Elvis, has gotten loose in the building, and, and she doesn't know where— But if that's happening, like, I need you to be um, communicating yes. that as you're knocking. Hello. Hi, I'm, I, I'm whoever. Yeah. I'm looking it's for Eleanor, my kitty. I'm it's Eleanor. Yeah. I'm, I'm in 2K, and I'm looking for Elvis. Have you seen yeah. my kitty? He's gray. And so they're chatting, but of course, Julie doesn't speak Romanian, so she's, like, barely, like not able to piece together. Luckily, Irina uh, is arriving home at the same time. And, you know, says, oh, it's the cat in case you see him. And then says, oh, would you want to come over and have a drink? And it's like, again, the power of female friendships. Yeah. They can't keep you always from being decapitated, but it definitely helps, you know. Right, stave it off for a bit. Yeah. And apartment, Irina's apartment, sickening, art everywhere. Ugh. Like, you know I mean? Just like what you imagine yourself, like, I'm a single woman living in Bucharest. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, I have a fabulous pixie cut, and I'm pulling it off, if you can imagine it. I'm, not me. No, it couldn't be. I mean, again, with the chin. Absolutely no, not. No. Uh, so we basically, like, they kind of reveal things about themselves. Like, Julia, um, uh, she reveals, like, oh, it's Francis's mother who is Romanian. Um, he grew up in America, but, like, obviously speaks the language and was excited to move back here. So we took he took this opportunity. And then Irina moved, moved to London as, you know, like, a, probably a teenager and was a ballet dancer before she injured her knee and had to move back. And everybody's like, I really sympathize because when I moved to London, I didn't speak English. So you must be just so lonely. That's because that's how I felt yeah. before I could learn it. And of course, Julia's like, yes, we could be Very friends. Very lonely you know? and afraid. Please talk to me. And just then, Irina's ex-boyfriend starts banging on the door. But she tells him, Such she doesn't even open bang. it. She's like, fuck off. You know, leave. And Julia's immediately very nervous. Irina's like, I can handle it. Don't worry. You know, he's not a bad dude. He just like acts like it. And it's like, oh, God. It's so much worse. And Irina says, I mean, don't worry worse, if he— but, you know. It's not good. It's not good. 
Irina says, if you ever cross the line, and she opens a drawer in her coffee table, and there's a handgun. And she says, somebody is getting shot. And now we, as somebody watching the movie, we know that somebody is about to get, is going to get shot before the end of the movie. Watcher's gun. The watcher's gun. Um, so Julie goes back. She's a little tipsy, you know, and that's time to do, like, a little watching of her own. So she Girl. pulls back the curtain, and the watcher is there, like, fucking always. And this time, Julia's like, fuck this. And basically, she's hyping herself up, like, he's so he's so motionless and still. She's telling herself, which you did, Allison, where it's like, he's not really looking Statue here. or something. Yeah, or, like, somebody is the back of somebody's head. They're watching TV. Or, right. like, they're not—it's not really what I think they're it is. They're not staring into my window. Like, yeah, of course not. Allison, Julia raises her hand and waves. Mm-mm, 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 and the watcher's mm-mm. motionless. And it's like, it's like he's the watcher. Okay, he's not the waver, but you yeah. know, he Let's she waves. One roll at a time. And she, of course, sigh, heaves a sigh of relief and she looks down. And of course, as soon as she looks down, we see the watcher's hand raise and waves. And she looks up. And we cut to her looking up, seeing it, and then Francis walking in like hours later. And um, Julia's just sitting cross-legged on the bed, just fucking chain smoking What else bed. could you do? That would be... Literally nothing. I don't know what else you do. I would honestly, Hi, I'd go I'm to a hotel. Hi, I'm watching you. Hotel. Hi, it's me, the watcher. Yeah, well, I, I want a cigarette just even yeah. thinking about yes. it. Um, of course, you know, she's like, I want to call the cops. And Francis is like, um, I mean, are you sure? And no, there's no quiet conversation. They immediately call the cops. She's like, I'm not doing this with you. Yeah. So we meet Officer Radu. And they're like, he's like, okay, so let me get this straight. Um, you you think a guy followed you into a, a supermarket and just looked at you, and now he waved at you, and you think this is a crime in Romania? Is this a crime in America? Because I don't think so. And Julia, to her credit, like, like, yes, something, it is. What's like, <laughs> it, 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 he shouldn't be looking constantly into my window. And also, like, something is fucked up. If he's following me, yeah, like, it's like, at what point does it become, this guy's weird and a creep, and it becomes stalking? We've right. passed that, right. you know? And, like, where's where's the spider? Like, we don't know who yes, he is it, or where he is, so... Exactly. Yeah, like, it's like, you know that someone... There's an attacker, murderer yes. on the loose who's been, like, following women into their homes. Like, this has 100%. all the, the trappings of that. So can we at least take it seriously? Exactly. Like, let's not brush it off so easily. But he said, okay, I'm going to go over there and talk to the guy, which is like, yeah, the watcher's going to okay. love that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not like, the talker. Spot getting blown up. Yeah. And Francis, and he's like, you should come with and identify him. And, and Julia's like, I don't think I should do that. And Francis says, I'll go. Because he saw the guy in the security tape. I'll go, and we'll talk to the guy. And when they go over, Julia, like, texts Francis, like, what's happening? And we see three bubbles appear and then disappear. Of course, when Francis gets back, he, like, the cop has, like, basically explained it away to him. So he's like... Listen, I mean, okay, like, he's probably just, you know, like, he immediately starts dismissing, 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 you know? And she's like, I, she's like, I can't believe you're blowing this off. And, you know, like, I, I can't believe you're trying to, like, rationalize this. And he says, yeah. you don't want me to be rational? You want me to leap to the same crazy conclusions as you? Crazy? No. Let's not just, like, throw <sighs> that word around because someone is legit stalking me in a foreign country yeah. of a language I don't speak while you're at work all day selling Women's office supplies and cookies. And tasty cakes. Yeah, like, also, like, you're the only person I know here, and also, I love you. Please yeah. do not isolate me by yeah. making me seem like aye, I'm crazy. Yeah, And so Francis takes it down a notch, and he's like, you're lonely, you're stressed, you're going through something. And she's like, I want to fucking leave Romania. I feel like I'm losing my mind, and you're not listening to me. Yeah, I'd be and out he says, of there. Yeah, he's like, well, we're not going to do that, or, like, I can't do that, so what can I do? And she says, nothing, and goes to bed. And in the morning, he goes to work, and he's, like, trying to talk to her in the shower, and but she doesn't reply. So at this point, she's, like, dead set. She's going to start fucking 
she's going to watch The Watcher, Allison. And even when she's, like, disheveled, so she's, like, her hair's wavy and she has, like, a black bomber jacket and sweats with, like, pushed-up sweat socks, fire. Every outfit fucking a fit. It's so good. I I need a street-style blog. Yes. It's so good. So um, she sees him go out and she starts trailing him. And it's like, oh, it's watch and be watched. The tale of two watchers. It starts to rain and she's literally just standing in the rain watching this guy in a eat at a cafe. And um, I will say to the cop's point, it does look like she's stalking him at this point. Yes. Well, now things have, you know, on paper seem a little different. And so she follows him down an alley and into, Allison, a fucking abandoned building. It's like, well, then you will be decapitated. I would, that's the point where I would say, bye bye, head. I would be at the the door of the abandoned building being like, I think I'm going to go ahead and go home. Yep. This is where and my guess, journey ends. And I'm going to yeah, get on a I'll plane get, and I'm going to go yes. back to America. I will get divorced. Yeah, absolutely. But since she goes in and she goes down the basement stairs, Allison, and she finds a bouncer sitting outside the door. And she said, Sex Oh, do you speak English? Club. What is this? Yeah, and he goes, it's a museum. I'm just kidding. It's a strip club. Have fun in there. Get in there. And it's, like, very classy, but also it's clearly 11 a.m. Like, it's the middle of the day. And the women are dancing in, like, glass display cases. And I'm like, how did they get the money? I mean, it's, like, a crypto um, or, like, some sort of, like, entirely on strip club. Very crypto. Right, because it's, like, you can't put money in. Like, uh, but So they're dancing. and Venmo them at the end. (laughs) Right. I mean, you hope. I mean, that's the thing. I probably so. people wouldn't is the issue. Yeah, I know. But uh, like some men are looking at her. It's like, you're the one in this weird aquarium yeah. strip club at 11 a.m. in an abandoned building, dude. Not, you know, like I'm not the weird one. We're all yeah, here. It's not even lunch. You've got a woman in a tube. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. calm down with the judgment. And so she sees a guy who she believes to be the watcher. Um, and he sees that he's the custodian of the strip club. But before he, he like turns and is about to see her, she sort of ducks behind a curtain and there's a knock at one of the glass capsules where the women are, and it's Irina in a blonde wig. So she takes Irina to uh, Julia to the back. They have a drink, and it turns out Irina is, um, you know, a stripper and works there. And that's why she has like such late hours. And Julia confesses, like, I, I think I'm being watched. I think it's this guy. I'm concerned it might be connected to those murders. I don't know what to do. Do I seem paranoid? And Irina says, the best outcome might be having to live with the uncertainty better than getting raped and strangled and dying with the words I told you so on your lips, right? It's like, well, I read against it, you well, know. there's one ally. Um, when Julie gets home, of course, she's exhausted, so she puts a chair under the doorknob. And when she returns to the bedroom, she sees Allison, one of the pillowcases is missing off the pillows. <gasps> Suddenly, a pillowcase is pulled over her head, severely limiting her ability to watch. And she's thrown onto the bed and the person is strangling her to the point where blood is coming out of her mouth and soaking through the pillowcase. Luckily, Allison, she wakes up with a start. Okay. It was just a dream. One of those awful dreams you get when you're being watched. Yes. It was a dream she was watching in her own head. She's so watching herself watching a dream about the watcher. <laughs> yeah. So she looks, the, working, the pillowcases are all in working order. Unfortunately, she then hears a thud on Irina's side of the wall. And she puts her ear to the wall. She hears a scream and runs to Irina's door. All the other neighbors also hear it and, like, you know, like, run out when, you know, to see what's going on. The landlady opens the door because, again, that's what they do. And everyone on the floor sees no one is there. And everyone starts to be like, 
okay, it's fine. Like, whatever. No. But, of course, Julia's like, no, we have to find Arena. Like, she's making a bigger and bigger deal about it. She's sort of panicking, understandably. And the little lady's like, calm down. And she's like, I I heard the noise in the bedroom. Go check it out. So they go to look. And it turns out a lamp had fallen over and that um, it was knocked over by Elvis, Eleanor's cat. And the little lady's like, see, it was just a cat. You know how cats make human-like screams? Yeah, it's like, I've heard cats... And they sound nothing like people. Yeah. Um, but also, basically, everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's just a cat. You heard something. And also, you're crazy. So the next day, the landlady, because, you know, she doesn't speak English, chews Francis out and tells him, like, I don't want any tenants who are causing problems. Like, your wife is like, I don't know what's going wrong with her, but, like, I don't want her scaring people and telling people, like, oh, people are getting murdered in the building. Of course, meanwhile, we don't know where Irina is. We, You know, like, where is she? If, if she was, if that wasn't her, you know? Yeah. But... In the apartment, Francis, like, apologizes, and it's like, I, I I believe you. I believe you heard something. I, you know, I, I'm sorry about the other day. I, I have this work cocktails thing tonight, but if you aren't up for it, I get it. But Julia's like, no, I'm going to show up for you. I appreciate you saying mm-hmm. these things. I'm going to, I'm going to, again, put on another fucking stunning outfit, and I will show up. Um, but that's not till the evening. So she uh, is trying to like figure out what I, where Irina is. She doesn't have her phone number. So at a certain point, she hears knocking on Irina door, Irina's door, and she runs out to the hallway and she sees Christian, Irina's ex boyfriend. Okay. He and they start talking. He fortunately speaks English. He's like, I'm worried about her too. She was supposed to meet me after work last night, but like she didn't, and now she's not texting me. But I was like, okay, maybe she's just like kind of dating someone else, or she's over it. Like sometimes we just drop out of communication, yep. and like you know, it is what it is. Allison, she said, well, let me call her. Maybe she doesn't want to talk to you because of your relationship. She calls Irina. They can hear Irina's phone in Irina's apartment just ringing and ringing. So she doesn't have her phone with her. No. I know. No. I know. No. And then Julia says, ah, this is going to sound crazy, but can you help me something? And Christian, to his credit, as apparently a nice boyfriend, goes with her, and they go into the watcher's building across the (laughs) way. So the plan is Christian's going to knock on the watcher's door and have the guy, like, step out in the hallway just so um, Julia could see it's the same guy from the supermarket. Yeah. And he knocks, no answer, knocks, I don't feel no like answer. the watcher is going to be like, oh, I'll come in the hallway with a stranger. Like, exactly. he knows better. He's done enough watching to know that that's not the answer for him. Yeah, and I guess we're just like, like Julia knows she can't ask her own husband. So yeah. it's like, I'll just ask this She's one other person. There. Yeah. yeah, I have one husband who doesn't believe me, and I have one friend who I think probably already just is got dead. killed last night. Yeah. yeah. So he's knocking, no one answers, and um, his phone rings. He's like, hey, sorry, I got to go. And he's like, will you just try one more time? And when he does, he's pounding the door. He's like, and, he, and when he tells her afterwards, he's like, I told, I told him to stop bothering you. But don't worry, he probably just has a little crush on you. So it's like, you probably just made it worse, dude, you know? Yeah. But Christian leaves and leaving Julia alone, and she has she goes to the watcher's door. Allison, Julia knocks on the watcher's door. Why, girl? And the door opens. No. And that brings me to my question. And the question is, who will survive? Who will survive? Julia, Francis, Irina, but we, we are we are Irina's know. gone. Um, and then and that's kind of the only people. I mean, like there's Nikolai at work, there's, yeah, there's but Christian, like, but we just met him once. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm going to guess that Francis dies and Julia survives. Okay. And then also the Watcher. Do we think he's going to be able to, I think to get the, out of this the one? the Watcher will die. Okay, great. And Elvis will live. I Yes. I think, unlike the real Elvis, um, well, who knows? Um, Elvis will survive. Good morning. Baby, it's a brand new day. Experience. 
a different tomorrow with Norwegian Cruise Line. Book today and get 50% off your cruise to Alaska, Europe, and beyond. Plus, everyone can enjoy their vacation with free unlimited open bar, free specialty dining, and more. Visit ncl.com, call your travel advisor, or 1-888-NCL-CRUISE. Offer ends soon. Norwegian Cruise Line, Ships Registry, The Bahamas and USA. Restrictions apply. The rest of my life gonna start today. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. So Allison, the door swings open, and instead of the guy she saw at the, the supermarket, it's an elderly man who's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck's going on? Who's banging on my door all day? So it's not the watcher, right? So uh, Julie doesn't know what to think about this. She goes and she waits for the elevator. She steps inside. As she does, she sees someone coming up the stairwell. It is, of course, the man from the supermarket. Yes. It is the fucking watcher. It's the watcher. At home, she's getting ready for the cocktail event, and Francis says there's someone at the door, Allison, it's the same cop, Officer Radu, and he's here with the watcher, the man from the grocery store, who we learn his name is Daniel Weber. Okay. And this watching-ass bitch called the cops on her to say that she's stalking him. So, like, now, well, the watcher is, he's good. He's good. He knows what he's doing. He's a doing. watcher and a planner. I guess when you watch so much, you're able to be like, I've seen what I need to see. He's say. also a caller. A caller, yeah, he's um, he's also a son because uh, he's like, you know, I live with my elderly yeah. father and this woman brought some man over to yell at him and threaten me and, and make our lives hell. And I I see her staring at me through the window and I But it's just, like, why are you standing in the fucking window all the time? That's a great question. Of course, the cop's like, hey, 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 I don't know how to do anything to make this better because yeah. I only cop. know how to shoot. Yep. I only know how to brutalize and punish people. So I don't know how to mend human relationships. So how about you both agree this is a misunderstanding? You won't do it again, and we'll all get out of our lives, and I don't have to do any work. I would be out of there so fucking fast. I'd be like, I'm going to be at a hotel until my next, until the next flight to any city yeah, that is this one. Bye-bye. I'm, I'm not even leaving my, I'm leaving my clothes. I'm taking my fucking passport. I'm going to the airport. I will wait at the gate. I will stand, you know, until it opens or whatever. But they agree. So Julia has to shake this guy's hand and he's just, and he's giving nothing. Like he's, he's not betraying anything, you know, in his face. And of course she, Francis is like, I know what you think, but I just want to show you something. And he shows her a story on the phone and they caught the spider, right? The spider was the guy that she saw in the ambulance. So she was right to, Noticed that that guy was weird. And then they saw on the news, he was a plumber who had worked in the last victim's apartment. And apparently that's like how he was meeting these women. He later then came back and victimized. And he had, and they know that because apparently he had a bunch of clothes, uh, her clothes in his apartment. So clearly he was like stalking her, obsessed with her or whatever. And he'd already been in prison. Yeah, he'd already been in prison for rape. And Francis is basically like, see, Julia, everything's okay. You're just insane. Like, oh, great. I, I'm losing my mind and or there's another predator. Like, that's not reassuring. We could have two right, creeps, Right, yeah, more you know? than one guy can be causing problems. Yeah, if it was just the one guy, we would have been able to deal with him. 
But um, so they go to the cocktail event. Julia, incredible, sort of like a silver button down, like a wrap dress. Ugh, fabulous. Gorgeous. But because of this and like the stress of understandably pounding champagne. So she's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. getting tipsy. Yeah. And she's normally very reserved and and you know, sort of quiet. But now she's like get loose. And she joins the conversations, Francis, Nikolai, and then their boss, Simeon. And again, Simeon's nameless wife, nameless wife of Simeon. Yeah. And they're all talking about, oh, did they see they, they caught the spider? You know, and Nikolai said, Francis mentioned you were having problems with a neighbor. Maybe it was him. And, you know, she turns like, oh, you were talking to them about like how fucked up this was. But Francis immediately tries to like blow past the moment and be like, oh, can you imagine? And then they all switch. She switches into Romanian so that she can't understand it. But the thing is, Allison, she's been doing her Duolingo. So, so she and also is, she's drunk now. Yeah. So she's like, what did you just say? And he's like, oh, it's just a dumb work joke. And she's like, no, no, what did you say? And it's like, it's not a big deal, you know? And she says, did you just say, at least I have the spider to keep me company? Implying like, oh, my lonely wife at home, like she is obsessed with this. At least she, her company is the spider, which is like the meanest, rudest thing to be that laughing about awful. next to her in a language she can't understand. Yes, and also like three women are dead yes, and one exactly. has been like yeah. horrifically traumatized. Like, yeah. I, like this isn't funny. <laughs> Aside from how your actual wife feels, yeah, you are joking about a serial decapitator yeah. who's preying on women. Um, so of course, again, tipsy and up, fed up. She turns to leave and um, storm out. And when she does, Julia, like, takes her empty champagne glass and, like, sort of slams it onto, like, a passing, like, cater waiter's platter. But he doesn't know that she's about to do that. So it hits the platter and it flips over and all these glasses shatter on the ground. Oh, yeah, so, of course, everyone turns to look. And it's like, oh, his crazy drunk American wife, you know. And so she storms out of the lobby and Francis follows her. But instead of being like, hey, I'm sorry, which he should have been. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what to do anymore. Okay, well, you've done nothing, but okay. He tells her, I'm tired of feeling like this because of some fucking fantasy of yours. And he leaves her there on the stairs. And that's what I call a decapitation moment. Because at this point, when the character does that, you have become so filled with hubris that your decapitation is now on the table. Yes. We see this over and over again. When you are so arrogant to think that you know the reality of what's going on, that head that's is going to be flying yeah, off, baby. That's when things are no longer safe. So now Julia is like totally and utterly alone. He storms back into the party. So she's going home alone to decapitation central population. Her. Her. With minus and the head. watcher. So she cannot fly down a cab. People are out and about, having a good time. So she heads to the subway. And interestingly, the same the stop is the same as the one in um, the beginning of Suspiria, the new version. Mm-hmm. And we haven't we did did we, we did Suspiria? We yeah. did. Okay, sorry, my memory is all shot to hell. How did I know that and you did not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. The one time, well, that's why we, we help each other. Yeah. Remember occasionally, yeah. So she gets in the subway car. Allison, it's nearly empty, but unfortunately, one of the people on it is Daniel. And she, of course, like stands back up and is going to get off at the next stop. The train stops mid-tunnel. Nope. So she sits down. Of course, she's like, okay, I got to get through this. She's also like wearing a coat over like, she's like six-inch heels. Like, again, like not dressed to run or fight. Yeah, this isn't like an active outfit. Yeah. Daniel walks over and he has like a big like plastic like um, thank you for shopping. It's like a white um, plastic uh, shopping bag with like a yellow like thanks for shopping type of thing on it. And puts it on next to him and he's like, you know, it's probably an animal on the tracks. I guess it could be signal problems, but we have this problem. Dogs get onto the tracks and they have to chase them down. And she's like, oh, I guess we're having a conversation. So Julia says, "Um, well, well, how long does it take? 
And he goes, Usually it just takes a few minutes. Even if it seems longer. Thanks. You're welcome. But the way you talk about it, it's like, oh, but you're talking about murdering a woman, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how to catch an animal? Clear. And, and put put your hands on an animal and grab it. Finally, like a couple minutes, and she's like, "Okay, cool." Um, and then finally, she's like, "Fuck it," because also she's drunk. She says, "Why are you following me?" And Daniel says, "I don't control the trains. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you." But he he says, "I spend all I spend all day looking after my sick father, who we did see, and I just look at people and their lives. And I know it's sad, but no one's ever noticed before." And I saw you moved in, and I saw I told myself, "Wow, you're just some sad old man dreaming that a pretty girl is looking back." But then that one night, you waved. And I thought, oh, my God, she's watching back, which is why I'm so surprised when your husband and that cop came to my door. Allison, this whole time Daniel has the, the plastic shopping bag next to him. Julia looks at the bag, no. and she sees the faint outline of a human head pressing against the inside of the bag. This motherfucker has a severed human head in, a plastic in his bag. bag. Yes, and it's done, again, it's so well done. I really love, like, every part of this movie is great, but it's just, like, the first time you see it, you're like, I don't know what that is. And then they show it again, and you're like, oh, I know boy, what that is. that's a nose, though that's, like, a brow ridge. You know, like, yeah. I we're, uh, that's a mouth. And she's staring at it while he's telling you. He's like, you know, after the police came, you know, I was really upset. And, and I know we shook hands, but what I really need from you is an apology. So Julia says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And the train starts moving again. Luckily, the door's open the next stop. She runs out and yeah. Daniel keeps going. Fortunately, she's able to get home. She starts packing. She's fucking out also, of there like, finally. Call the police and be like, anyway, like I understand that you guys like don't believe me or trust me or anything like that or like pretend it's anonymous. But right. like there's a man on the train with a head. Even if a that has nothing to do with me, head. I think that people should know about it. <laughs> right. Everyone should know. The world should know. I guess we're going to think maybe she thinks the cops will be like, okay, this crazy bitch who's called us and like is stalking this guy. Like, you know, they're going to undermine her, you know. So, but again, fortunately, she's packing, she's packing, she's packing, you know. She hears music playing from Irina's apartment, and it sounds like a Romanian version of the song Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, which is a very funny musical choice. Very funny. She goes to check on Irina only to find the door unlocked. Of course, she shouldn't have done this, but she walks nope. inside. Keep packing and get the fuck out of there, girl. And she finds Irina sitting like in a slip in a chair in her bedroom. But the most important part is Irina's head has been removed from her body. Yeah. Suddenly, in the moment she sees this and gasps, a white plastic bag, which had another head in it moments ago. I mean, at least he's reusing it. Yeah, exactly. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, you can't use a new bag for every fucking head. Irresponsible. I, I mean, we've talked about microplastics yes, on this podcast. we have talked a podcast. lot about microplastics for a horror movie podcast. <laughs> I literally, like, if, I guess if I had to defend him in court, it would literally just be like, look, at least you use the same bag, yeah. okay? He's not like all of us using single-use plastics. He puts the plastic bag over her head, and then Daniel just punches her in the back of the head, knocking Julia out. When she wakes up, he has her pinned to Irina's bed. The plastic bag is over her face, so she can barely breathe. He basically is like, I have a I made a little hole in it, but don't breathe fast because you'll hyperventilate and you will die. And he's holding a fucking hunting knife to her throat. He tells her, don't scream. Irina screamed. And he tells her, we had to hide in her closet when you and the neighbors came here looking for her. For a moment, I, sure, I was sure you'd see me. And so we realized that when they came in and we saw Elvis the cat, 
she was correct. He was hiding with Irina's corpse in, in the, the closet. closet. And he saw her. And he says, for a moment, I, I was sure you'd see me. Imagine how awkward that would have been. Yes, very I, awkward, like, sir. And the line delivery is is also incredible. Like, it's, it's every part of this movie is super fun. I'll look up the who the actor who plays Daniel because I think he's a perfect creep in this movie. Um, however, you know, at that time, literally, he, she hears Francis next door get home, shut the door and yell, Julia. So she starts to scream. He just slashes her throat. It's not total. It's not super deep, but it is, it's on one side, but she's gushing blood now. Yeah, of he course. cannot scream. So he sort of drags her off the bed and throws her on the ground. Meanwhile, Francis walks in, sees her half-packed suitcase, but Julia's not there. And he's like, oh, she fucking just left. Like, she's out of here. So he's panicking, like, trying to call her, you know. And back over in Irina's place, Julia's crawling across the carpet in the living room while Daniel sort of just, like, again, watches her enjoying her dying, I suppose. And she's trying to get to the coffee table to get the gun out of the drawer, but she's too weak and she starts to pass out and sort of slips into unconsciousness while Daniel lays next to her and he takes her hand and he watches her as unblinking, the life leaves her eyes. Allison, she dead. Oh no. Daniel gets up and he wipes his knife out of his shirt and he looks up and he sees in his building, looking back, there's a little girl in her room who has just seen the murder. So I think the implication is he's going to have to go kill that kid. Meanwhile, Francis is calling Julia and her phone's ringing and ringing and he realizes her phone is in Irina's apartment. He runs into the hallway just as Daniel Daniel leaves. And I hope really has a moment of like, okay, I really fucked up here. I fucked this up a lot. I fucked up real bad. And he's like, wait a minute, my wife isn't crazy. And he yells, hey. And just as he takes a step towards Daniel, a shot rings out, killing Daniel. And then another and another. And we turn and we see Julia is not dead. She's close to dead. But she oh, has but she been able to- the gun. She knew the gun was dead. She was able to reach and grab the gun. And, and she's able to stand up and shoot Daniel. All the neighbors come out. They throw open the doors. They're screaming. They see this guy, the blood. And as she as she advances on Daniel, as he dies, in front, as she watches him die, like she that. steps into the hallway and then turns to look at Francis. So good. Oh That's the end. Oh, my God. The watcher. <gasps> so good. Wow. It also had, like, giallo. Again, like, Italian giallo. I was thinking we could maybe do giallo January. So Because there are a lot of these, like, gory, but really, like, sexy, fun, weird, uh, surreal uh, murder mysteries that I think that you would be into. I'm into this. So what are some fatal mistakes that you think some people may have made in the movie Watcher? Fatal mistakes. I mean, we say it all the time, but, like, Telling people what's going on. I'm being watched. Mm. Somebody's watching me. I keep seeing this man. Let's like get eyes on him. Like all that stuff. Um, I I don't advocate in regular life for the owning of weapons, but Mm -hmm. I feel like she should have been, even if she just had like a knife that she could have on her at all times, just some kind of defense knowing that, like, being like, okay, no one else is going to protect me. This guy is out there, and it seems like we continue to get closer and closer to each other. Like, yeah. I would, you know, it's it's good that the gun was there, but I would have something. Yeah, I think that's a really fair point. Also, another thing I want to say is that, because I was going to say, oh, pepper spray. I was on the, on the train here in L.A., and the trains were stopped, 
And so I was waiting on the platform. And apparently what happened is a, a guy had had like a, um, allegedly, I didn't see it happen. But a guy had had one of those, like, it's like a little pepper spray mm-hmm. on a keychain, And it was on the outside of his bag. And so it. And when, it, when he got stood up, I don't know if it caught on the seat or whatever. The, the, the top flipped off, fucking detonates pepper spray in the subway car. And so all these people were, like, wiping their eyes, like, it was like, oh, yeah, that's, um, if she'd had something like that, yeah. you know, again, don't do it the way that did it. Don't, like, have it but ha- just something. hang off your, yeah, don't do that, but. Just something. Something. A little something. Um, absolutely. I think it's also, like, don't, um, the a mistake to not trust your spouse, yeah. especially after moving with her to a country she does not know and yes. does not speak the language. You gotta really show up for her, and it was a mistake. It's always a mistake not to show up for your partner and not Correct. to trust them. And also, like if you do think she's having some sort of like mental like crisis, health crisis, call somebody, call her family, call your family, like call you know what I mean, like talk to somebody and like like let's sit down. We've seen this in a million horror movies. It's like right. you don't scream at her at, when she embarrasses you at a party. Like if you think she's actually like something's going happening. through something, right. yeah. yeah. Grow up, help, you know. But this is why everyone in everyone in um, horror movies really demonstrates the value of couples counseling. So this go to true. couples counseling, to and couples counseling. you might have neither of you might end up getting your throat slit. Unfortunately, it wasn't full, or else you know she would just be dead at the end of the movie. Um, also, yeah, shout out to the name of the actor, Burn Gorman, mm. is a English actor musician. He's been in tons of Game of Thrones. Dark Knight Rises, Torchwood. He's the one who plays the Watcher, and he's got that perfect Watcher creepy, energy. creepy Watcher energy. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, she she was putting it together. Like yeah. Julia was, she you know, figuring out. On. Yeah, but again, much like uh, you know, your Rosemary's Babies, yes. you know, it's uh, and I, I do love that it follows is like. Not of a piece, but there's something about like constantly having to watch the yes. constant yes, stress yes. of watching. There, there's, yeah, there's some shared. Themes there. And no wonder. No wonder she was cast then. Um, and then finally, where would you put Watcher on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I think that this is like a solid six. Yeah. I think it does have a lot of the like psychological thriller elements that I'm like, oh, that's, I like that. But it's scarier. Yes. Um, I, I, I've been giving it a six too because I think it's incredibly well put together it's very tense. Like, you know, it's like a cat and mouse game. So you, mm-hmm. it's not going to be like, you know, raw fucking terror or anything. Yeah. But I'll tell you, when when she has that dream, when you see the bag goes over, go over her head for the first time, yeah. I had like yeah, 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 that yeah, 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 intense yeah. reaction to that. Also, shout out to our producer, Sabrina, who's the one who flagged it. Um, um, I feel bad at pronouncing it. Is it Micah, Micah Monroe, that she was from It Follows? Yes. And an incredible actress. Everyone, it's like the best. People try to make this movie all the time, and this is the best version of it. Like, the yes. best acting. It looks the best. It the looks tension great. is the best. Like, the best put together. Um, so, again, shout out to Chloe um, Okuno. Again, this is like, I realize, be, the internet is is set up in such a way that I realize I never, there's certain words and names I never say I out loud never until I say them on the pod. Yeah. And then, and then, then I'm, I'm like, like, I uh, guess. Uh, yeah. But um, so thank you for bearing with us, um, yes. as always, through through our, our stumblings and fumblings. And thank you for listening. And if you're watching this, thank you for watching. Thanks for thank watching. Thank you for um, letting your eyes um, roam over, what, uh, pass, moving um, over what you want to see, which faces. apparently is us. Which mm-hmm. is like, that's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah. And um, I guess we have to ask. Uh, Please. If you would. Please. Until next time. Keep, keep it spooky. spooky. We love you. Bye. 
Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 